0: Welcome to the vineyard. Very glad you're here this morning. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Just my my watch, it's funny, so my watch just beeped me and told me how much sleep I had last night. But I don't know, it's funny to live in a time, this has nothing to do with anything other than your watch encourages you, like it's always telling me, come on, just a few more minutes of exercise and the other day it actually congratulated me for standing up enough during the course of the day. I'm like... Thing is that kind of a goal? You did it! You stood up enough times today. <laughs> Hunting for things to encourage me on. Anyway, it has nothing to do with anything. Uh, welcome. I did want to say this, which has something to do with not with the sermon, but just another thing. So, yesterday, uh, somebody sent out a spam text saying it was from me. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, we quickly jumped on our vineyard loop and said, don't answer it. And we put it on Facebook. And it was saying, hey, I needed something and could you, you know, why don't you reach back out to me? So let's just clear this up so that it never happens to you. I don't send out texts and emails asking you to do bizarre things Uh, or go get me some money or go. One of the emails was go and because somebody followed it. And the next thing was, I need you to go to the store for me and pick up eight gift cards because I want to bless people with them. and, And I can't wait to get them. So just scratch off the numbers on the back and send them to me. Um, so none of that will ever be from me. Okay. Uh, if I have an appeal or something, I will make it here on video out of my mouth. And, uh, you will, you know, see and hear it. If you ever get a text or email, you question it even a little bit, follow it up. Make sure it's absolutely me. You should be able to call me right back if I'm actually texting you or something. Okay. So, um. But for the most part, just assume that's not me. And the, the vineyard tech stuff that we send out will come from a number that will be in your phone already, if you're in the loop. Uh, and, um, you know, it would say, like, you know, get candy for fall festival or something, or, you know, the parking lot's flooded, or whatever. That's what we use that for, right? Not, I need you to go to the store and do something for me and send me money. So that's, please make sure, okay? So if you got that or you ever see that happen, because it, it happened. I wasn't the only pastor in the area it happened to. So, um you know, people get, we got a very real enemy. And anyway, now you're aware. So, I can press on from there. Yes, good. So we're finishing up a series today called An Unshakable Foundation. This is uh, the 16th part. There was an intro, 17 weeks. I could stay here for a long time in this series, but I'm going to move on and dovetail on something else. And the reason why is, this, we're talking about knowing the story from beginning to end. And and it's so important that you know the story, because once you get the whole story and how it fits, everything fits together and you won't get stuck in taking little pieces out of context where people can't trip you up. Like, you know, I've had people say to me, well, I, you know, how can you say that God is good? You know, how can a good God allow these things to happen? And I I just, you know, if you get the chance, a lot of people won't sit and listen for the story. but You want to go, oh, God is good. And, and you need to know the whole story. And, and you know. It started out good, right? God created everything good, and He uh, He created us, and and He He did that because He wanted to fellowship with us. God wants to hang with us. It's on the heart of God to hang with us, and and so there was a perfect place there in Eden. Everything was good. It's a picture of a cosmic temple, heaven and earth dwelling together, God and us, and that's how He wanted it to be. And and, and our okay, we're going to have stuff to do. We were going to go partner with Him. He was going to send us out. We were going to go into the whole planet and subdue the planet and make it all like Eden. That was the plan. That was was, that's how we were, we were going to do it together forever it was going to be so awesome and, and and yet he only wants people to choose to be in relationship with him he didn't want there to be no option so there, there was an option and he, well, if you don't want to do that then then there's going to be things that happen and he said you know as you go out into the planet to subdue everything stay away from this one tree um, because if you go to that tree you'll surely die and he was saying look it was a warning listen what will happen is if you eat from that tree a new power that isn't Part of this whole thing right now will enter the scene, and that 's the power of death, and sure enough that 's what happened. They decide to go their own way. We want to do it our own thing, and, and so they eat from the tree, and the enemy comes in with sin and introduces the power of death, and everything's changed at that moment, the fall, the consequence of the fall. We know this whole thing, and everything was undone, and yet God. He's so good, he continues to pursue us, because it's still his heart to dwell with us. And so, we, we see what he's doing, and then the story of the Exodus happens, and we see how he swoops in, and he rescues his people, he sets them free from slavery and bondage, and he, he delivers them, and then he tells them how they're supposed to live, to be truly human. You know, that's a big part of this, what it means to be a real human being. How to do that. And, and, and he says, and you know what, there'll be a place where heaven and earth meet again, we'll call that tabernacle. And, and so they, they build a tabernacle, and, presence of God comes and there's a place again on earth where heaven and earth meet and yet the people continue to do what they want to do they, they just keep going their own way but God's faithful and he continues to press in and ultimately temple is built and Jesus, the presence of God is there so you have a place on where heaven and earth meet again in the temple but they continue to go their own way and, and there's consequences for that the exile happens, the temple is destroyed there's no place on earth where heaven and earth meet nowhere and yet the prophets engage and they start saying, oh, don't worry, the temple's going to be rebuilt. And when the temple's rebuilt, the presence of God is going to show up again. And, and sure enough, after the exile in Babylon, they come back, they rebuild the temple, but the presence of God doesn't show up. There's no presence of God there. And this happens and happens and happens until what? Jesus arrives on the scene. And Jesus arrives on the scene and and he sort of lets us know that he's the temple. He's the place where heaven and earth meet. Fully God, fully man. Jesus arrives on the scene. There's this connection again that we have in Jesus. And it's so amazing that he did that. Because God needed to come. So God comes in the flesh. Because all of the consequences of the fall need to be dealt with. In order that everything can be restored and made new. And so he comes. And and what he does is, <laughs> fully God, fully man. He uh, everything, every mess, every consequence of the fall, every brokenness, every sin, every hurt, all that stuff is is all brought together in one point in time in Jesus, fully God, fully man, on the cross, and He takes it all on. Right? He takes every bit of it on. That's the oh why God have you that all? That, it's all on, and then He dies, and He takes it all down with Him. And leaves it all down there. And then to demonstrate that he has power even over the enemy, what does he do? He defeats death and rises again. See, that's your story. And he rises again. And and so God is good, right? And then he says, listen, I'm going to go. Holy Spirit's going to come. Holy Spirit now dwells in all us as believers. We're the place where heaven and earth meet. And the enemy has been defeated, not yet departed. And we live in this tension We call it the now and the not yet, or the, you know, however you want to call it, an overlap, whatever. And remember, heaven and earth aren't millions of miles apart. There's all these overlaps. Now there's an overlap in us where heaven and earth meet. Holy Spirit lives in us. And he's leading and guiding us, moving towards the renewal of all things. We talked about this like where our hope is. And and we'll talk about that a little more today. And we know the renewal of all things, new heaven, and, and all of this has been done at the resurrection, right? It's all just waiting for Jesus to come back, Jesus, new body, all these things are done. When Jesus comes back, new heaven comes, and the scripture tells us to renewed earth, and everything is restored the way it was intended to be back in creation. And God is with us, and we dwell with Him, and we have new vocations to go out and subdue the planet, which is now perfect. And evil has been dealt with, so that won't be the issue anymore. So we have all this cool stuff that we know is coming, and life after life after death, and we know the whole story. So so it doesn't throw us off any longer when people try and make little things out of the story, because you know the whole story. You know that doesn't work. You know, I talked about daydreaming for a moment last week. And I hope you're daydreaming on scripture and things. I, earlier today, I, was, I just thought about the freedom that Jesus brings. And what does freedom mean? And just, just a random thought. When Pilate and Jesus were having that little confrontation there, who was really free? It was Jesus. Pilate had to answer to Caesar. Pilate had to answer to the crowd. Pilate, because it said Pilate wanted to set him free. but well, we can't do that. But Jesus, he was completely free. See, listen, think about things like that in the scripture. And I, I just went off track there. But but, see, that's the power of knowing the story and how you rest in it and walk in it and live in it. I said last week, we talked about hope and we talked about prayer. Because I wanted to end the series with this, the idea of praying. And we looked at the Lord's prayer and we're praying for his kingdom to come, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. We're making that prayer in the overlap and that Prayer is the language of the overlap. I used an illustration of the shore and the ocean and walking in the water on the shore. That's the overlap. That's as believers where we're called to live, in the overlap. And, and prayer is the language to live in there, to, to stay connected to the Holy Spirit and deal with things. Well, I wanted to talk about prayer in those times when we're waiting for Jesus to return, where life is difficult. Because that happens sometimes. And and how do we stay connected? How do we live in those times um, when when we're really living in the fallen part of it, the broken part of it, and it's impacting us? How do we stay connected? How do we stay walking? How do we stay connected to our hopes? So I want to talk about that today with you. So that's what we're going to do. But uh, let me do a couple of bad jokes. Uh, what do porcupines say when they kiss? Ouch. I know, sir. It's a bad kid joke. Somebody sent me this. What kind of puppy doesn't bark? Hush puppy. I'm going to ask Alice to come up and and read. uh, We're going to read some scripture to you together. But, you know, my wife says I only have two faults. I don't listen. and Something else.
1: you're hysterical. Especially if my sentence starts with, honey, will you... What? Yeah. There you go. Honey-do list. But we did get our honey-do list done during this time, haven't we? We've gotten a lot of them. Pretty much, yeah. So, the levity is done for the moment. Let's focus in and pray, shall we? Lord, just let your kingdom come again. As we dive deeper into your word and and, Father, help us just to take it in, what you're telling us. Father, as we ref- reflect on the week to come. Let each of us here just be conduits for your love and your kindness. Father, let our lives just shine brightly for you. That people would look and say, there's something different there. And it's attractive. And, Lord, I just pray right now that as we worship and study your words you would be here with us in jesus name amen so like steve said we're doing this in tandem today because it's psalm 42 and psalm 43 so i will start psalm 42 as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my god my soul thirsts for god for the living god Praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mazar, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love, and at night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God.
0: Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care and let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God. My God, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Good job. All right. So, I I read those two psalms to you because it's actually one song with three movements. And uh, I wanted to connect them together. So, you know, just so you know, when you're reading the scripture... Um, the the chapters and the little verse numbers were all added much, much later. All right. So that's not how they were originally written. And so sometimes things go together or they, they, they you know, you need to read them with that thing. And, and they were put on so that we could talk about the Bible together. Like, you know, it would be very hard to say, listen, halfway through the scroll, <laughs> like seven lines down, let's talk about that because... That wouldn't work very well, right? So it was added later. So you need to understand that when you're reading the scripture, that sometimes thoughts are not just finished and that that, that they're continuing. Well, that is one song with three movements. And we know that because it shares a common refrain. And that refrain pops up throughout uh, and sort of separates the things that are going on. And so it's it's a powerful psalm. A lot of you know Psalm 42. You've heard it as the deer pants... You know, for water, you know, the, you 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 get the picture. You've seen it. It's a it's a meme that used a lot, uh, you know, all over the place. Um, but but it's a very powerful powerful psalm, and yet I think so important for keeping us connected in uh, in the hard times in our lives. So uh, you need to know that the song is actually written from the perspective of a worship leader. One who's used to helping people enter into the presence of God. He talks about leading people into the presence. Um, and and so, you know, the, talking about shouts of joy and thanksgiving, that's the experience. But now, sort of experiencing the opposite of that, and, and how to deal with that, and, and what's going on. And it's very cool, really. The psalmist allows us, in this whole thing, to inhabit in the song the presence of God, and yet it's a it's a song about not experiencing the presence of God. It's a paradox in what's going on here. And so we come into his presence, in effect, and we're saying, well, why don't I feel your presence? But, but there's something very powerful in knowing um, that, that you can engage God this way. One of the things I love about the Psalms is they're real. Um, they're, they're, they're written from a, a point of... The, the understanding that God wants to be in relationship with you. He's real. And, and you don't have to have everything worked out before you go to God. You don't have to have everything settled. You don't have to be right. You don't have to, you can be, uh, worked up. You can be a mess. You can be anxious. You can be whatever you are. And you get to God in the midst of that and you, you work it out with God. And that's what happens throughout the Psalms. And it, it what happens here. And so that's their engaging. And the song starts out as the deer pants for streams of water. So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul is, it needs a, a refreshing from you. It's not feeling that. My, my soul thirsts for you, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? Remember, this is one who's used to leading people into the presence. He said, my tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? He's, he's longing for those streams of refreshing of, of the presence of God. That's what his soul longs for. But all he's been able to experience, it seems like, is salty tears. You get the difference there between the freshness and streams of water and salty tears. And so that's where he's at. And then the refrain comes. Why are you downcast? Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. So here's this place where, see, we, we understand when you, we, when you know the story, you know that God is good. But, but the difficult times are hard and, and, and sometimes our souls sort of get undone. And we we know in our head that we've got our hope in him and all that's well. But but there's this place where, where we haven't reconnected yet, where we're going through this time. And, and so there's this thing that needs to happen where we begin to say, okay, right now I'm, I'm not experiencing the presence the way I want to. I know that you're good and I know that I will, but I'm not there right now. And, and yet... We're going to hang on. I'm going to trust and I'm going to stay because I know that I will praise him again. I know that he will bring me through this place. And I'm going, to, I'm going to be able to praise him again. Psalm 42, 7 and 8. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls and all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. See, the walls, the, the, the roar of the waterfalls, the break, things have overwhelmed me. They're trying to sort of drown out everything that, that really matters. And, and all we can really do is sort of hang on to our song in the night. E- even though it's, it, at times it's crushing and overwhelming, the psalmist says, we're gonna hang on, we're gonna go on praying, and we're gonna do that by clinging onto God with our wise. See, that's something that you've got to get a hold of. Because the psalmist clings to God with why. Some of you need permission to be able to ask God why. Because we have to remember. Sometimes we need to, because sometimes when you ask why, he'll, he'll just sort of remind you of the story again. And, and we have all of these amazing things. And we know what's happened at the cross. And we know death has been defeated. And, you know, the enemy has been defeated. We know all those things. Jesus has the victory. But we're in this tension of the now and the not yet. And until he comes back, our defeated enemy has not yet departed. And the and the, the world is not yet renewed and restored. It's all in process. But, but there's very real hard things that go on. and And so sometimes... It's, it's actually, when you ask a why, it's it's not a, it's not a lack of faith. It's a, it's a picture of faith. Because it says, God, I know what's supposed to happen. I know what it's supposed to be. My soul knows what's coming. My, I, I'm, I get it. I know what's happened. I know what's coming. And yet, I'm not experiencing that right now. And, and my, my why is just saying, God, I know that something better is coming. But right now, it's hard. And I need you Desperately, So he picks up the song with a why. It starts with a why. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Well, he hasn't. But, but it's a, it's, that's the answer when you ask it. Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? Yes. <laughs> it, it sort of answers itself. The enemy is very real. He, he sends out fake texts. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That was really quite a connection, wasn't it? <laughs> he does way worse than that. I don't know why I said that, but it just popped in. <laughs> uh, be- because, see, my, my no, I know, I know, I know that you've dealt with all this. But right now, it's still hard sometimes. It's still difficult. Things have happened that I wish hadn't happened. I, there's things that I'm experiencing that, that I don't want to experience. And I, I, it's, it's deep in here. And the refrain comes again. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. I'm just, just deep reaching down and, and talking to my soul because my mind knows, but my soul doesn't, hasn't connected yet because it's living in this mess and it's hard. And it longs for God. It wants all of that. And I know that I'll praise him again, but I'm in that moment. And so I, I have to cling to God with the why. I just can't, you know, make it happen. I, I, have, I want God to really help me through it. And. and Allow me to experience him again in a very real way. The song then continues, Vindicate me, my God, and and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? The questions are, because God hasn't rejected him. God loves him. You know, don't, Get caught in that thing where when something is difficult in your life that you immediately go to, I must have done something wrong or I'm being punished. See, look, everything was dealt with at the cross. Every time you've fallen short, every bad decision that you've made, every hurt, everything was dealt with at the cross, you are completely reconciled to God now and He deals with you that way. And, and so, so you sometimes in your soul you might feel that, but your mind is saying, "But oh, but, but I know God that you haven't rejected me. You love me. You want to dwell with me forever. You've done everything that needed to happen. You came and took it all on. You've, you've made it all new. You've defeated death. I have life in you forever." But, but but the way we cry that out is, "Oh, God, send me your light and your faithful care." The, the word actually better translated there faithful care is truth. Light and truth should make you think. Light and truth. Jesus is the light of the world. Holy Spirit comes to bring us truth. Amen. Jesus is truth. All these are pictures. And so, well, God, would you remind me of what you've done? That you've made a way for me. That your light and truth have entered the world. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Let me get caught up again in what you've done and who you are. Bring peace to my soul so I can come, Lord. The refrain, why my soul are you downcast? Don't you see all these things are in place? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. So the, the psalmist is just dealing with the difficulties and in, in the darkness of the night, and yet he's going to hang on to God with the wise, knowing that God's going to restore him and bring rest to his soul. So when you're praying, in those difficult times, always remember your hope. That's why I started last week talking about our hope and the promise that we have. And, and we were in this verse, because this is the end of the story. And I, you know, it was, it, the story continues on forever from this point, but it's the end of our story in the scripture. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So there's heaven. Right? <laughs> taking care of at the cross. When Jesus was resurrected, so was that. It's just waiting. It's just this thin veil or curtain separating heaven and earth right now, but it's just waiting for Jesus to come back and all that would become. So, and a new earth, a restored earth, that renewed earth, that the planet is going to be resurrected, not demolished, resurrected and made new again. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, What was happening? It was coming down out of heaven from God. See, that's where all that stuff comes from. It's coming down out of heaven. And and the new reality will be new heaven and new earth for us, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed from her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and He will dwell with them. What's that a picture of? The beginning of the story. How it all started out. And they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Which has been the heart of God from the very beginning. And now evil's been dealt with so we'll never have that problem to deal with again. And what's he do? He wipes every tear from their eyes. Every hardship, every difficulty, every sadness, every hurt, every betrayal everything that you've ever gone through that's broken your heart he wipes it all yeah. Amen. and there'll be no more of it, no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away he who is seated on the throne said I am making everything new everything new and I love this next line Write it down. John, don't forget this part. Get it down in your notes right now. For these words are trustworthy and true. See, that's our hope. That's how we we live in this tension. That's how you pray through these things and how you hang on and you press in. Because you understand the whole story. And, and, And you understand that God is good all the time. Difficult things happen, fallen world, broken planet, but God has done everything that he needed to do to reconcile us to him forever. And that's the hope that we have. And so, so live in that hope. I want you to hang on to those things that that, that all of these things are taking place and, and that this is a song to be sung in the night. And, and And so sing that song in the night and cling to God with your why and look to the day. When there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the one seated on the throne is making everything new. And that's how that series will end. We're going to dovetail with a new series next week. Uh, and I'm calling it Keep in Step. And uh, if you want to get a little head, read Deuteronomy 6. Get a little head and you can you can do in that with that. Deuteronomy 6. But that's where we're going to end it for today. So, uh, good. And Alice, my love, why don't you come? We're just going to take a moment uh, and invite Holy Spirit to just meet us where we're at. You know, we're going to sort of lean in to him and ask him to come and, and, and you know, just meet us where we're at. To, to speak to us and to to reach out and touch and, and heal and bless. And so, Holy Spirit, would you come and just meet us right where we're at today and move among us and, and bring power. Into our hearts and lives for those of you that have been dealing with disappointment i I pray that right now you would you would just sense his presence and that your soul would just come alive again in the amazing hope and promise that we have for those of you who have been anxious and worried I, I pray now that. That Holy Spirit would just give you power, peace, patience. For those who, uh, there's some you've been experiencing real frustration, just with everything, irritations going on. I, I pray for an abundance of His peace and love for you, and, and just for the realization that that He's with you and that He's got you, and that He'll, I, I just He's going to give you. Um, eyes to see into situations. There's situations that have been irritating or annoying and God's going to give you a new way to look at them and you're going to see something completely different in that. And that same thing, I I see this, uh, God's going to open eyes of people, even people that have been struggling with disappointment, tragedy even, that somehow God is going to give you eyes to see in a new way.
1: We just pray breakthrough over those situations right now, in the name of Jesus, that your eyes would be open now. Yes. The Lord showed me um, this this week that someone you got caught in a rainstorm and you actually got drenched. Your hair, your shoes, you were soaking wet, and the Lord said, "I'm drenching you in my mercy." So if that's you, if if you're watching or if you're here, realize that's the mercy. That God has over you. And he wanted to use that as a picture. And then Pastor Billy had a good one about um, someone you feel like a pancake. You feel like your life has just flattened you like a pancake. But God said, hold on. Because the maple syrup is coming. The sweetness is coming to pour over that pancake. And um, Miss Alicia, had she saw an old-fashioned key and she saw it going into someone's heart and unlocking. And maybe during worship or maybe during the message or when Steve was reading that part in Revelation, maybe you felt something you hadn't felt in a long time and your heart was stirred. There's more to come. God's going to gonna bring you more. And I just have one more, and it's about what Steve talked about last week about daydreaming and what your daydreams are about. And And I feel like... There's people that, have, that you've lost, that have gone on before you. And your heart, when you think about seeing them again, should beat. Like when your lover walks in the room and your heart just starts beating. And that's, that's what the Lord wants you to daydream about, about your people that have gone before you that are with him in their new resurrected body. Their hair is their original color. <laughs> For me, that's a big deal. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Lord. For it. Mine's going to be like this
1: You're bright, this vibrant red, red it, then. It was beautiful. He had beautiful red hair. But anyway, just let those things encourage you today. Because we do seek God to bless you.
0: Amen. Amen. All of this starts by knowing Jesus. He done it all at the cross. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. And our part is just receiving what he's done. We ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. The Scripture says, you know, you believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. And so, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Come into my heart. That's how it starts. If you've never done it, do it now. Best decision you will ever make. There's nothing else like it. And so, if you're watching online and you do that, I just want to know. Just text the word heart to me. You've got to text the actual word, the 3057457513. Text that word so I can celebrate with you. If you're here and you've done it, just let me know. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? There's nothing quite like it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, church, for your generosity and your your faithfulness to giving and tithing and offerings and all those things. If you're watching online, that's how you do that um, from, from where you are. For those of you here, offering boxes are here spread out now all along the front so that you can social distance your way to them on the way out. But thank you so much for that. Let's sing the doxology. And then we'll call it a day. Praise God from whom all blessings... and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.